Samuel Johnson once famously wrote, A contempt of the monuments and the wisdom of the past may be justly reckoned one of the reigning follies of these days, to which pride and idleness have equally contributed. He continued to say, I fancy mankind may come in time to write all aphoristically, except a narrative, grow weary of preparation and connection and illustration, and all those arts by which a big book is made. The Cambridge Dictionary website is promoting radical leftist gender ideology by including a definition for the word woman, which ignores biological realities and perpetuates the dogmas of left-wing gender bending. It provides a definition that includes, quote, an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth, end quote. The site also provides a corresponding transgender definition of the word man. The idiocy of being compelled to endorse the fantasies of men who believe they are women and demand to be treated that way so that they can visit female change rooms or bathrooms to share tampons is part of a slippery slope that began roughly 15 years ago with a debate over gay marriage. One result of such delusion has been invasion of female sports by biological males who are obviously men but are playing mind games with the world. Even the once testosterone-driven NHL has bought into such rubbish. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. Non-binary identity is real. We should first of all question why a professional sports league assumes the responsibility of redefining a sexual reality predating the NHL, hockey, sports, and even language itself. Of course, the woke mob now running the NHL has no respect for reality. Consequently, they sanctioned and endorsed a hockey tournament to prove their point that there are absolutely no physical distinctions between men and women. At this event, Team Pink sported trans women and predictably trounced Team Black, composed of trans men, by a score of 7-1. to one. But not before one incredibly frightening first period incident completely overshadowed the entire game. A Team Black player was pushed to the ice by a much larger Team Pink player. The contact did not appear to be particularly serious even when you watch it on video. It may even have been entirely accidental, but the pure size imbalance between the two skaters was so great that the Team Black player was propelled headfirst into the wall with enough force to deliver a serious concussion. The biological female player remained on the ice for more than 17 minutes before medical personnel arrived with a stretcher and carried her off. This left a subdued mood over the entire event, and the NHL is extremely fortunate that this player was not killed. Sadly, this is not the first time that a biological female has suffered a severe injury while competing against a biological male. Fallon Fox, a former MMA fighter, once cracked a woman's skull during a bout in 2014. Her opponent, Tamika Brents, needed seven staples to her head to close her wound, in addition to suffering a severe concussion which ended her fighting career. Barring legislation prohibiting biological males from competing against women, it is only a matter of time before a woman gets killed. Wokeness inevitably results in death, whether in terms of fairness, lives, or truth. Part of the current faux sexual revolution has ironically been the erosion of women's rights because transgender rights now trump these hard-won liberties.
It is truly consternating that more women, especially feminists, are not infuriated by what is happening. Canada has historically been ahead of the U.S. in terms of social change, and we can only hope that some preservation of traditional values is possible before social anarchy becomes the norm and we have reached the end of the slippery slope and hit moral rock bottom. However, given our current Prime Minister's social radicalism, such hope may be feign indeed. And by the way, we shouldn't be afraid of the word feminist. Men and women should use it to describe themselves anytime they want. Justin Trudeau. Samuel Johnson's Dictionary of the English Language, first published in 1755, defines the word woman as, quote, the female of the human race. What transpired on the topic during the intervening 267 years? Not much. Science confirmed what we have all known since Adam first knew Eve. Not only do the sexes have immutable physiological differences down to their DNA, but they also observe act and think differently. Lexicographers like Cambridge have a responsibility to offer clarity and accuracy, which is of course quite impossible here. When asked about the radical change, Sophie White, a spokesperson from Cambridge University Press, said that the editors had, quote, carefully studied usage patterns of the word woman and concluded that this definition is one that learners of English should be aware of to support their understanding of how the language is used, end quote. The language to which this confusing word salad refers is, of course, not English. It is woke. Cambridge did not update its definitions for woman and man to include transgender people. If Cambridge changed the definition of Caucasian to incorporate Asian people, it would not be including a new group. It would simply be altering the fundamental facts of what makes someone white or Asian. The word woman is not a neologism. Our understanding of woman has not been altered by new scientific discoveries. Nothing has changed but for ideological dogma and leftist political agendas. To many, these illiturgical declarations of one's pronouns seemed relatively harmless. But it's one thing to be considerate and tolerant, and quite another to be bullied into an alternative reality. That is where we find ourselves right now, just as Dr. Jordan Peterson warned in 2015, when he rose to international fame after publicly objecting to provincial gender language laws in Ontario, compelling speech in the form of personal pronouns. Quote, I don't recognize another person's right to decide what words I'm going to use, end quote. When the University of Toronto psychology professor publicly pledged never to use gender-neutral pronouns, he sparked a viral battle on campus and beyond. Free speech advocates said that he was combating the insidious tyranny of trigger warnings, safe spaces, and political correctness. His many critics said that he was a privileged, transphobic bigot who had to be silenced. For his part, Peterson took on the mob, became a best-selling author, public speaker, podcaster, and quite possibly the most significant public intellectual of the past 10 years, certainly in Canada. His ideas are particularly popular and inspiring to young men, a segment of the population which Peterson maintains is in a state of serious, even existential crisis. Most importantly, Peterson has become a dangerous enemy to the leftist mob, to globalism, and a harsh critic of the Trudeau and Biden leftist regimes in Canada and the United States, respectively. Peterson understands keenly that what is at stake is much more than compelled speech, LGBTQ rights, or personal pronouns. 
This is a cultural war for the survival of what we understand to be objective reality and the power to define it, which has been fully usurped by the left. In 2017, Peterson put it this way, It is not safe to speak, and it never will be. The thing you got to keep in mind is it's less safe not to speak. Start talking. Sharpen yourself up. The enemy is a cloud. They're a cloud of gnats. They're only courageous in groups. They're only courageous in mobs. If you stand your ground and don't apologize and articulate things properly, they'll disperse around you like they're not even there." End quote. Placating the mob has since led to the rise in dangerous euphemisms like gender-affirming care, a phrase that means the precise opposite of what it asserts. Today, gender-affirming therapy means telling a girl that she can be transmuted into a boy, but conversion therapy means telling a girl that she is actually a girl. This corruption of reality has led to the rise of a pseudo-scientific cult that performs irreparable mutilations of helpless children with puberty blockers, and cross-sex hormones, and life-altering surgeries. The Trudeau government has even criminalized conversion therapy, even when performed by Christian churches. Abigail Schreier's Irreversible Damage is a highly compassionate and utterly sobering account of an unprecedented and reckless social experiment whose test subjects are the bodies and psyches of the most emotionally vulnerable among us. An excerpt from the book reads, quote, More than one adolescent girl I interviewed told me that whereas trans is a high-status identity in high school, lesbian is not. It is, in fact, openly derided as a lesser identity. Masculine girls who can't admit they're supposed to be boys. In her all-girls school in Britain, in which many of the girls in her class identified as transgender, 16-year-old Riley told me that lesbian was a dirty word. In a very superficial way, it's just not very cool, she explained. It's a porn category. In their never-ending campaign to smear political opponents, the left has latched onto this idea as if it were a universal truth. If anyone dares to contend that gender is an unalterable feature of human life these days, a belief shared by all of civilization until the day before yesterday, then they might as well brace for cancellation by the woke mob. I simply refuse to accept that most Canadians, or even more than a small percentage of them, believe that children are entitled to choose their own sex. Rather, in their well-meant effort to embrace diversity, inclusion, equity, or die, and avoid being branded bigots, they have allowed radical extremists to, among other things, circumvent debate by corroding fundamental truths about the world. And that is precisely what dictionaries like Cambridge, uh, one source to which we once reliably referred for definitions and etymologies, have most shamefully helped the left accomplish. I'd like to close with a note from Shakespeare himself. Quote, Love all, trust a few, do wrong to none. Be able for thine enemy rather in power than use, and keep thy friend under thine own life's key. Be checked for silence, but never taxed for speech. <laughs>